0: wow I haven't even left the house today I've just been focused on my work and then that happens a couple of days in a row and you've just been glued to your laptop for so many hours and uh, and you've been sitting in your pyjamas uh, all that time I mean it really has a negative effect and you really feel I hate working from home and this is this is horrible so I think getting a change of scenery and not working in that new location is is also important Good morning.
1: Hey Paddy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How did your um how did the first week go after launching your product by the way, your Munchens app?
0: Munchens Munchens app, moon app.com Yeah, it was good. Um we got uh, we got a lot of good feedback and we uh, we heard from some people that uh, that downloaded it and enjoyed it with their with their kids and stuff and uh, we're working on some updates as well and we're also working on a couple of couple of other apps but it's nice to have our collection growing and growing and we've we've added it into our uh, one of our bundles in the app store so we're waiting for that to be reviewed uh, so that uh, waiting on that to be approved so that then you can just buy all of our apps in one in one go so um
1: yeah again, when you, no, that's been good when you do um launch an app is is it a case of right that's it done now or do you iterate on it and and fix bugs and improve it
0: yeah any bugs we find we um we fix as soon as possible and we also have i mean usually when we start a project we have a a, we come up with every sort of possibility every feature that we'd want to add in and then we strip it down to okay here's the the basic stuff that we have to get right and here's what's going to be in the project uh, and this is what's going to be in our our version one and then we At the same time, decide, you know, what our next feature would be and always keep in mind, you know, people's feedback and what they want to see in the app. So, I mean, we have some, uh, we've some ideas for it. So we've got some new players like music players who want to put into it. And that's some of the features and then maybe some optimization and some some tweaks on it that we'll we'll do in the coming Weeks and months, so yeah, I think that's something we mentioned at the end of last week's podcast. um, All about launching a product was you have to keep it, you have to keep it alive and keep the story going and keep you know updating and iterating on it and using the feedback that people give you. So um, yeah, we're still um, we're still going to be working on it, and uh, it's not like you just put it in the app store and then forget about it. So
1: we are not the only ones who have been launching products though because mm. we asked last week if um, any of our listeners have uh, a launch coming up or have launched something recently so we had quite a few responses and just a couple of those are at anthony Pryor underscore on twitter he launched snapdap so i checked that out he's obviously been a photographer um sounded quite photography related and um it looks like a massive project. Um, mm-hmm. It's an iPhone app. You take photo. You add notes. You send it to a friend. And you capture your friend's animated reaction. It looks like a massive project. So kudos to him. And it's got pugs on it. <laughs> it. Can never go wrong with pugs. Yeah, actually, that it does look really interesting to capture somebody's. Yeah, reaction we can put that. Uh, we can
0: put a link in the in the show notes to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, at Cliff Pro, it's it's custom, It's like normal to give somebody's Twitter name instead of their real name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's um he's launching an ebook, so um hopefully he's in between listening to the podcast, hard at work writing his ebook. So that's cool. Yeah, it's been interesting to check out everybody else's projects that are coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. And how how have you been going with your um with your projects coming up to? It's good. We're getting closer to the end of the month now, so you're you're gonna be starting your email course at right at the beginning of may yeah
1: yeah may first i've had I woke up this morning and had another sale sales have have really slowed down um mm-hmm. which I'm happy with because I've had a number that has proved that it was worth doing um so I'm, I'm I'm really happy with that, um, but sales have slowed down. So got one woke up this morning. It's great when you're sleeping and you wake yeah. up to find that you made a bit of money. Um, but I'm just at that stage now where I'm so close to launching it. But I'm I'm going over, I'm pouring over every word and I'm tweaking it. And you don't know if you're tweaking it to make it better or if you're just tweaking it because you're panicking and doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it. So. I'm just looking forward to to getting it out the door now. I've recorded all my screencasts. I'm feeling, actually, right now, I feel, from feeling so vulnerable about it on launch day, I'm actually feeling quite excited now. Still mm-hmm. got a few emails emails um, to reply to today from people who want to know a bit more about it. And that's another interesting thing, is, you know, with this being my first, the product launch of this type you never know what kind of questions people are wanting to want and answered so that's something that I'll take into consideration if I reopen the course next time and redo the landing page you know these are I can go through these emails and say well actually I know that people want to know how many hours a week is required from them to put into it or people want to know the specific course outline and people want to know how many members are in the community and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's been a really interesting process and I'm just ready to to get it out there now.
0: Yeah, that's something maybe we didn't mention last week is having a, like having a, a goal in mind or a, a figure in mind of how many sales you would want before you would deem it a Success. I mean, that's quite a useful thing to have as well. Like, rather than just putting something out there and then, you know, not knowing if if you're if you have something to aim for, like if you had a certain number in mind of how many sales would be okay, then after this it would be covering my costs, or or just um, uh, you would think, okay, this is a success if it hits this number, and if you if you beat that number, then that that's fantastic. That's maybe something we didn't mention. Uh, last week but it's good to have something to shoot for and and measure it against
1: yeah I know I just didn't know if those were kind of vanity metrics but they're not because at the end of the day you need to get paid for the the effort that you've put into it Mm -hmm. so that's something to be aware of but I'm happy anyway with with what I've got and like I said I can kind of repackage this and open it again down the line and do things Mm -hmm. a bit better and hopefully make a bit more money from it and well more importantly help more people learn photography. Mhm. Good um, stuff. Yeah, so shall we dive into this week's episode?
0: We should. Episode 39.
1: 39.
0: This week, uh seeing as a lot of our listeners are freelancing or they're trying to set up their own business, a lot of them work from home, as do I, and we thought kind of uh, talking about the the difficulties and also the really the really good stuff um, Associated with with working from home and and you know living in your in your office and and kind of you know how to survive working from home and and some of the pitfalls and how we handle you know working from home. Although it's it's it might be a good topic for us to discuss because it's it's for both of us it's quite different. I mean, you used to work from home, right? But now you're you're in a co-working space, and you technically you know go to an office every day whereas i used to work in an office but for the last three years now i've been working just working from home and yeah we might have some different different opinions on things so but yeah that's right you you don't work from home anymore but you used to right
1: i think i've like in total i've probably worked from home for just over eight years Mm -hmm. in total which is a horribly long time but I think um our experiences of working in an office is quite different um I might be wrong but I go to a co-working space it's all freelancers everybody works for themselves you're there to just get on with your own thing we're all in the kind of creative techie field whereas if you used to work in an office but you were there working for somebody
0: yeah like working in the the company office yeah so everybody was working for for the same company and you were in your in your own team like I was in the you know the UX and design team but I found since so I've been working from home now for for uh, about three years and I, yeah I absolutely love it and I love the I love the freedom you have of of working from home I mean there are downsides as well but the I much prefer this way of work and I like being kind of on my own and just getting my headphones on and kind of getting in my own little world. And, and I really get a lot of stuff done then. Whereas I think I can get distracted quite easily if I'm in a, an office environment. I guess it depends what kind of office environment. And I mean, I've got, I've had mixed experiences with working in working in coffee shops and, and things like that. But I've also worked, you know, at clients' offices and, and things like that as well. And i find i get my best results and get the the most the most work done when i'm working on my own my own environment that I, that i've that i'm in control of i guess so that, that that's just what works for me and i just I've, i find the the working from home um freelance life to be quite effective for me
1: so okay so three years ago you left your job and went freelance mm-hmm. so you went from Working in an environment where you were kind of working under somebody to being completely responsible for your own income, your own time, accounting for all of that stuff if you don't work, you don't make money type of thing. How yeah. did you ease yourself into working from home? Did you carry over the routine that you had in the office to working from home?
0: At the beginning, I was particularly bad at keeping like at scheduling my time and and keeping proper working hours. I mean, I had a kind of overlap of working uh, in the previous agency I was working at and also doing freelance work. So I was like freelancing in the evenings and weekends. So it was kind of a, I went through a period of, of having so much work and, and just kind of working all the time. And it really, it, it, there was a real, the, there was really no separation between my, uh, my work life and my home life. It was, it was just all kind of, I was always working, but when I, when I left the, left the company, I went hundred percent freelance, you know, it was a challenge at the beginning to, to really get my scheduling down properly. And, and I would kind of, I would be, um, I would find it difficult to sometimes, uh, estimate how much time something would take or, or working with with deadlines and when I was yeah when you're kind of faced with uh having your you're 100% in charge of making up your your own schedule and um and also creating your own working environment it's it's it can be a difficult one at the beginning and you have to kind of learn what's uh, you have to learn what your most effective routine is which I think is a really important thing so whether it's You know, nine to five, or whether you're really productive early in the morning and you get most of your work done then and then, you know, take a break in the afternoon and then do a bit more work in the evening or, you know, whatever kind of works for you. I think you have to, you have to really think about what's, what's most effective for your, for your type of job and also your way of working. So when you're most productive. So at the beginning, I found it quite, quite a challenge. I really enjoyed the, the freedom aspect and I really enjoyed the peace and quiet and, and getting to work on my own. But I mean, uh, did you
1: enjoy the freedom aspect too much? Were you like, yeah, I work for myself now. So I'm just going to sit outside and read a book all day.
0: I found it difficult to, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think one of the most important points is to create an office environment uh, in your, if you're working from home, have a, have a, Yeah. A, a, an office environment that has that has boundaries or whether that's if you have it in a separate room that that's great that you can close yourself off from from most distractions for me um i work from my living room so i have a kind of little corner that i've created into a mini office but there's still a lot of distractions there and uh it was it was uh difficult at, at the start and it's still difficult where i have I have distractions all around me and and the TV's there and the sofa is very close and it's it's um the kitchen's really close so I am always snacking and and mm-hmm. it, it can be I wish I had a a kind of a more separate place to go within my home that 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 I could really close off from a lot more of the distractions but I think you have to work with what you've got and and at least create a mini sort of environment that that you can close off from from all the distractions, and that that also includes kind of setting up some boundaries, so that if you have kids or or roommates or anything, that that uh, they know that you shouldn't be disturbed when you're in that in that zone. So I think that's quite a quite a big thing to to think about whenever you're uh, setting up a a home office.
1: Yeah, work with what you've got. That's a great point because um, a lot of people. think in your position I used to when I first started working from home um like you I had my desk in my living room and a lot of people think I'd be more productive working from home if I had a dedicated office space but you've just got to work with what you've got like you said you can't keep making excuses um so I've worked from home since I was 18 Mm -hmm. which is really young and um the kind of wee trick that I used in the beginning, um, because like, even though a big part of the freelance lure is that you get to pick and choose your hours, I think that when you work from home, it's so important to have a routine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you do fall into the trap of saying things like, I'll start work in an hour and four hours pass and you've still not started work. You're cleaning the house, you're reading magazines, you're having a bubble bath. I love bubble baths. So I think it's really important to set a routine in the beginning and stick to it so that you can, you come to know that home isn't just where you live and have fun. It's where you get stuff done too. And a wee trick that I used in the beginning um, when I was 18, because I'd just finished college was that I carried my college routine over to my working from home routine. So, Instead of working from home being a massive shock and not knowing when to start and how long to, to sit at my computer, I'd um, take the same breaks that I did when I was at college and I'd start and finish at the same time I did when I was at college. So that transition was definitely um, less of a shock and it helped me simply develop the mindset that, well, it just it just helped me develop that right mindset of getting stuff done at mm. home. Home isn't just for playing Xbox and watching movies is for getting stuff done too. So that's just something that I would really recommend to people if you've just started working from home. Is actually, even though a big part of the lure is, yep, yeah, you get to have control over your own hours, at least start off with kind of migrating your your old routine over to your um, working from home routine.
0: Mm-hmm. Another big thing I think is really important, which a lot of people won't think about, is uh, you should get dressed as if you're going to work like even though you might be working 10 feet from your bed I still get uh, in the morning get up and you know get dressed as if I was going out to tune off not that I put on a suit but but I get dressed uh, I don't sit around all day in my pajamas working because I can really it really has a big uh, difference on your on your your working mind whenever yeah. you're you're uh, you know, dressed up and ready to go. Okay. I'm, I'm starting work now. Whereas it can be easy if you're working, uh, working from home to just kind of sit around and, and in your pajamas and kind of work on your, from your sofa and, uh, work on your laptop a bit. But th- that's really, it really has a, that kind of a bad effect on your ability to, to get stuff done. Whereas if you make the effort of getting up and, you know, make, make the effort to, to get up and, and, put on the clothes that you would you put on like if you were going to an office it really it really um helps your your mind to think okay now it's work time
1: i have actually worked um on the odd occasion that i haven't had my dog i have actually spent the day in pajamas and it's it has a really negative effect on your mental health too you feel really yeah. depressed at like yeah. seven o'clock you're like i've just been in my pajamas all day and mm. all night it's it's not a nice feeling But I have a wee exercise that I did recently um, that I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously the key to productivity when working from home is, or from anywhere really, but especially working from home where you've got all of these distractions, is um, understanding what's important and needs to be prioritised. That's a no-brainer. But as adults it's not just work that vies for our attention every day. It's not just work that we have to to do. We all have other aspects of our life that demand attention. And I don't know about you, but it can get really exhausting and it can be really difficult to juggle everything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't juggle it, well, it leads to disorganization and um, even unhappiness because you're not getting what you need to get done done so when Michael Michael's the guy that that set up this new co-working space I'm in when Michael came to me and said okay Ashley we've, it's, it's happened, it's official we've got to move in date 16th of February I was slightly apprehensive because I'd just kind of fallen into a nice groove again from working from home and I was liking the routine that I had um, and it's uh, what you should do in fact I've written a blog post or two blog posts on my blog the first was. Um, how excited I was, this was when I was in my old co-working space, how excited I was after eight years of working from home to be working in a co-working space. Then I wrote a blog post a year later about how great it was to be working from home again and why Mm -hmm. I didn't like working in the co-working space. Mm -hmm. We'll put them in in the show notes. So I I didn't want that to happen again this time. So what I did was I identified three areas of my life that will be the same for everybody, work, personal and daily responsibilities. So you've got to spend some time identifying what's important to you in each of these areas. So for work, that's pretty obvious. It's whatever you've got to get to do do on a day-to-day basis that inches you closer towards your work goal. So, you know, I have three or four um, point bullet lists that I have to get through every day. And um, for me, for personal... Um, well, for some people, uh, personal it might be that they have to walk their kids to school every day. Like that's their time with their kids in the morning. For mm-hmm. me, it's um, important that I eat healthily and I exercise. So I have to eat clean and run every day or visit the gym to be satisfied on a personal level. I can't, I can't express how important that is to me to be happy on a personal level. And I know that it's clean eating and exercise and it does that for me. Mm -hmm. For daily responsibilities, for some people it's obviously family, maybe it's caring for a sick parent, I don't know. For me, it's pretty simple. It's looking after my dog, ensuring that her needs are met, she's had a nice big walk, she's been fed, she's not going to distract me for the rest of the day, she's quite happy after that walk to go sit in a corner and entertain herself. So for me to be productive, whether I work from home or from the office... And for my routine to not fall apart, I have to ensure that all three of those aspects are being fulfilled Monday to Friday. Um, But to do that obviously requires some commitment and planning. But I would say that to really be satisfied, to really be productive, break things down into those three or four areas and identify what's important to you on a daily basis and then create your routine around that. I think that's how you know, that's how you can make working from home work for you is creating your routine around that and fulfilling all three of those aspects. Is that something you've ever done?
0: Uh, I've never, I've never really thought about it, like split it up like, like that into, into work and personal. And, and, uh, but that's maybe something I should, should look into. You mentioned about uh, healthy eating and exercise, and that's something I'm particularly, um, oh well, the healthy eating part I'm particularly bad at. And I'm, I'm just feet away from my, uh, from my kitchen and the, uh, I'm always going in there and snacking during the day. I mean, I do get quite a lot of exercise, and I make time to to take out of my schedule uh, multiple times a week to go and get exercise. But I'm I'm particularly bad at that's one thing, one weakness I have in in working from home is I'm um, straight, straight over to the biscuit cupboard, you know, multiple times a day. So that that's something. Um, but yeah, splitting it up and kind of working on. I've just never looked at it, and um, so explicitly and and um split it up like like you did there
1: but outside of getting your day-to-day work done is there something that you need to do like i know you like cycling so is there something that you need to do every day for yourself that makes you happy
0: Mm. uh there's multiple things which i would like to do i'd like to do more reading uh particularly now that it's better weather I, i i like to get out yeah on the bike or get out into town and um I like I go like maybe, maybe three times a week. I go to either hurling training or go and play squash, and uh, so I, I definitely, definitely fitness for me is is becoming something I really, um, I really try and put put time into to really escape from, from work and and uh, I think it's a really it's becoming a really important part to my, da- my daily routine.
1: Yeah, because I know, I know that if I don't walk my dog and I know that if I don't get a chance to exercise that day, that it's going to affect my concentration and I'm going to feel guilty and I'm not going to be on form at work. So that's why I think it's quite important to break it down that way and work your routine so that you're getting, your are you know, satisfying all three of those aspects. Just a wee, just a wee exercise I thought I'd throw out there. <laughs> um, so... How important do you think having a change of scenery is? Do you think that you work from home, but would you say that once every two weeks, you said that coffee shops distract you, but once every two weeks, do you find that you actually get more done if you move your office elsewhere, even outside into the garden? Do you think a change of scenery is important?
0: Uh, It is quite, even moving my desk around or going and sitting somewhere else in the apartment or yeah, sometimes going to a coffee shop although i think that um for me personally i find it well a couple of coffee shops in town here are just so super loud and distracting and there's always stuff going on that it really i really can't get get enough work done there and that i i end up just answering emails and stuff and not getting anything really productive done i really have to close down and have headphones on and music and 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 really have no distractions before i can really be productive but that's just me it uh, it it is useful having a change of scenery but not not just having a change of scenery like as as in another location to work in but I definitely need to I need to get out of the house uh, multiple times a day um, like I've done it you know where I haven't left the house all day and you only realize whenever it's like five or six o'clock and you're like wow I haven't even left the house today I've just been focused on my work and then that happens a couple of days in a row and you've just been glued to your laptop for so many hours and uh, and you've been sitting in your pajamas uh, all that time i mean it really has a negative effect and you really feel oh i hate working from home and this is this is horrible so i think getting a change of scenery and not working in that new location is is also important but i think breaks in general like taking multiple breaks a day and taking big breaks where you're because your home is your office, then uh, it's really important to get out of there and really have something else. Because if you're working all day at home, and then you're at home in the evening, uh, it's it's hard to, it can be hard to switch from your work mentality into, okay, this is personal home time, relaxing time mentality. And if you're still in your office I mean you can still have you can still be thinking about projects or kind of okay I'll just sit down for half an hour and do some emails and then two hours go by when you are get sucked into something so I think you really have to make the effort during the day to to take breaks and not take a break by still sitting at your computer and, and watching something or you know a proper break where where it's your your mind is being open to to other things that aren't your work and your home.
1: Do you know why I think it's really important to have a change of scenery? Because I used to think that I got so much done from when I was working at home. I used Mm -hmm. to think that I was really productive at home. And now that I've moved into a co-working space, I look back on my time working from home and realise that actually, I wasn't anywhere near as productive as I thought I was. I may have sat at my computer... For longer periods of time from you know nine o'clock until whenever but in hindsight a lot of that was actually just aimless surfing and checking out mm-hmm. social media and so it took moving into a co-working space to realize that so obviously I think um, that's a very permanent change of scenery but even for some people get change your scenery temporarily for one day just to see if you actually are as productive at home as you think you are because if you aren't then you can obviously do things to improve your productivity at home
0: you know i i find really useful is measuring my productivity so i'm one thing i've been really good at is is keeping track of my hours and i use free agent for that which is which is really good but i know that that some people don't keep really specific, um, notes or, or really track their time to the, to the R. Uh, and they just wait until the, yeah. Do you just wait until like the end of the week and then add up kind of, well, uh, well, I suppose you're, you're kind of different. You're not working for clients in the same way that I am where it's, you know, I'm billing, uh, per, per day,
1: but it still would be useful to actually see, well, I thought I was doing that much work, but actually I just did that much work. It, It would be a useful exercise.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I usually after each kind of stint of work of a few hours or whatever I I quickly make a note in free agent of what uh, and track my time and it's really it's really useful to see, you know, an accurate view of just how many hours of work you're doing as you as you go along rather than at the end of the week kind of thinking, oh, what did I do on Monday?" and and it's I mean even if you're doing, you know, value-based pricing or or it's a, you know, one fixed price, it's still good to uh, know exactly how much time you're putting in to your job, whether it's, you know, there's a big difference between five hours a day or nine hours a day. And it's, it's good to, it's good to know. It's easy to think, okay, yeah, I, I worked eight hours today, but realistically, you probably didn't. It, it was, uh, there was time there when you were, uh, off taking a break or doing some errands, or if you're working from home is, you know, you were hoovering or, or if you were distracted or you were answering emails. I mean, if you keep an accurate uh, an accurate uh, account of your of your time and and just see how productive productive you are, that uh, that comes in really handy to see. Okay, is it worthwhile me working from home, or am I getting more work done if I work in a co working space, or or at what times of the day am I getting more work done? You know that that's also a handy thing to to find out because you can part of the freedom part of of freelancing and working for yourself is you get to decide when your schedule starts and ends and for me I get I get up early and I get quite a lot of done I get quite a lot of work done uh, before nine o'clock in the morning so I, I usually get a few hours done in the morning and then in the afternoon I try to escape a little bit and, and do something else or do I've got errands to run or, or do something about the house or get out of the house and then I come back and, and do a couple more hours when well for me I, I sometimes have uh, clients that are in other time zones so whenever they're waking up you know it's my three four or five o'clock so it works better to sync up with them at that time so I, I put in the hours uh, around that time, and also in the morning, but during the day, I i try and take a break from it and do something else, or work on my own projects and use that time wisely. So uh, I think it's um it's important to know when you're most productive, and I think measuring your time accurately really helps that.
1: Yeah, it's something I might actually try. It's quite one of those wake up calls that you actually don't. I don't know if I want to know how many hours i'm working but anyway so we're coming up for the end of the show do you have any other quick pieces of advice to throw out there or shall we wrap up
0: have some i mean I, i quite like being in my own little world and working from home and having the being in my own little box and having my headphones on and music on and having no distractions but i still like the connection to the outside world and I mean I have that sometimes if I go and work at a client's office or I I collaborate with some people and meet up with them but I'm in a few slack chat rooms now with other designers and illustrators and it's nice to have that that connection there as well and that company there that if you're working late at night for example it's nice to see that there's other people online working away as well and it gives you that you know the sort of illusion of an office feel that there's other people working around you when when they're not you know physically there but I find that quite useful to to occasionally, you know, chat to other designers or chat to other people that I'm collaborating with and, and, you know, seeing what what they're up to. But you have to just be careful of it, that you don't get sucked into spending all your time, you know, chatting in there. But I find that quite useful as well for maintaining, uh, you know, connection to to other people.
1: Yeah, as long as that's not time that you as long as that's not billable hours. Mm mm-hmm. Anyway, Patty, you can do the outro.
0: Okay. We hope you enjoyed the show. You've been listening to Working Out. Uh, you can find us on workingoutpodcast.com. And we would love to hear from you. So you can tweet us at workingoutshow or email us at info at workingoutpodcast.com. See you next time.
1: See ya.